Kia ora and welcome. I'm Boris Lamont and you're listening to the New Zealand Wine Podcast. And in this episode, we've got a breaking news release, you could call it, uh, with David Nash, a producer of the film A Seat at the Table, about New Zealand wine and its coming of age in the world. And he's got some news to tell us about the film. So right now, let's go have a chat with David and find out what's going on. Well, David... Good to have you back in the studio. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Love what you've done with the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're going with the black. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I, I think you've uh, had a bit of an update since our since our last podcast. So yeah, what's been what's been happening with with you and the? Uh, yeah, it's been funny. I was trying to think where we kind of left things off. Yeah, so we were. Um, yeah, which is which is a good idea. We could just recap for. For, for ourselves and for listeners, it was, um, I think, a little bit of a way just out of being finalised and finished off. Yeah, we had yeah, a few yeah. things lined up. I don't um, think we'd got funding by that stage. No, I don't think we so. Had, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you had some things sort of in the pipeline, like the film festival. Yes, that's that you right. You might not have even been able to talk about that yeah, at that stage. Yeah, and, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, so um, we got uh, we got into the film festival, which was sort of a great... Um, you know, sort of moment of luck and timing and um, uh, Bill Godson, who's just retired after 40 years of running the New Zealand Film Festival. Oh. He watched the film and just completely loved it and wanted to make it part of their official selection. And unbeknownst to me at the time, you had to, uh, to get funding from the New Zealand Film Commission. You had to have a international film festival on your list of, you know, Oh, tick okay. boxes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I called Bill and I said, "Look, we got this film," and he's like, "Oh, sounds a little bit conflict of interest with Kumi River being in it because Kumi River, Kumi River had sponsored uh, the film festival before." Uh, but he said, "Look, send it through and I'll watch it and I'll let you know my honest opinion." And um, yeah, he called back a few days later and he said, oh, "I absolutely love it." So that was oh, good. good news. Yes. So that then helped us um, unlock some funding, which was much needed at the time from the Film Commission, from their fe- feature film finishing grant. Um, and yeah, that enabled us to do all the post-production and all the music and all, everything, you know, in, in the way that we wanted to do it rather than sort of beg, borrow and steal yeah. as we'd done the rest of the, the project on. Uh, and then, yeah, we've gone off done the New Zealand Film Festival which was fantastic and so many of the producers who were featured in it came along for the journey so we did a great event with Kumi River in Auckland down in Wellington Um, Clive from Atarangi came along and we went out for a fantastic dinner at Noble Rot afterwards and had a great time down in Nelson huge contingent from Newdorf and a, a whole bunch of other producers went along um, Marlborough, we did an amazing screening at Clo Henri outside, projected onto a screen just by the church, which is, you know, such the most awesome spot. Yeah. Um, and then down in central Otago, they've, uh, they're probably still running it, to be honest. A couple of cinemas down there had a fantastic run, um, oh. and have, and have been running it kind of nonstop, which is great. Mm. And then, uh, on from that, we had the Vancouver, uh, film festival which went incredibly well um, and then that sort of got a few people looking at what we were doing um, in the US and it was just before Christmas really a few things came to fruition and we got a um, we got a deal from Hollywood so Woo-hoo. to speak <laughs> which is which was quite exciting so yeah it was the end of the year um, you know everyone was a bit burnt out after you know because 
you don't really get paid much, if anything, to do a lot of this. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was sort of a hundred different conversations going on with a few different producers, um, mostly based out of California. And um, one of them came off, which was fantastic. So uh, they sort of swooped in and said, look, this is fantastic fit with our body of work. um, And we think we know how to distribute this film globally uh, with a focus kind of on the UK and Europe and the US. Um, That's Samuel Goldwyn Films. Mm -hmm. So they are a pretty serious um, player in the, you know, in that sort of film set. Mm -hmm. So Samuel Goldwyn founded MGM and a few other serious film businesses. Well, that's a good good bit of fill-in. I was going to go, oh, yes, I've heard of that name. (laughs) (laughs) That that makes it quite relevant. You do a bit of Googling after you receive the email. You're like, yeah, this this is a good thing. Yeah, he's got a bit of credibility. (laughs) So, so yeah, so off the back of that, there was a whole bunch of sort of back and forth, um, you know, with lawyers and um, uh, people organising various aspects of how it's all going to work out. And, uh, yeah, it sort of is really just, you know, this is the first time we're able to talk about it today. Oh, okay. With you, right. Oh, okay. So, very good. So yeah. the, ink is, the ink is just dry. <laughs> the ink is just drying. So, no, it's fantastic. And it was literally, it was a completely new learning curve for me to deliver a film in all aspects of it to a you know, serious uh, Hollywood studio and all the different aspects you need to deliver and all the legal requirements we had to jump through and, you know, getting insurance for the film and uh, getting everything checked so that no one else had made a film similar and all the IP of the name and all those kind of aspects, which was just, you just have no understanding of until you've gone through. So that's literally was from a couple of days before Christmas till you know, a few days ago, we've been going through different aspects of how we actually put everything in a format mm-hmm. to deliver it to a studio so that they can then distribute that to the whole world. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of um, background work and um, detail around packaging that up and Huge having bit. it in a format that they can just go out and here it is. Yeah. yeah. But no, the most exciting part um, is that just to get the story out there to the world, which mm-hmm. was always the original idea. Yep. And, you know, the New Zealand aspect of the launch was fantastic and really, you know, set the wheels in motion. Mm. But the idea really always was focused on the US and the UK as big uh, opportunities, you know, I believe for the New Zealand wine story. So mm. to have that come off and have a plan in place for that to happen, you know, this year mm. is really, really great. So the um, the US premiere is going to be in April at the Newport Beach Film Festival, mm-hmm. which is a really great film festival um, there. And we'll, providing the world's not shut down by that stage, we'll fly over and do a bit of um, sort of media work up there. Uh, and they've got some pretty big... Uh, you know, Hollywood films coming to premiere there. So it should be a good little audience of sort of influential uh, set. And we've got a few producers who might come along for the journey as well, including uh, wine growers in the States are pretty keen to get engaged 
with that activity. So mm-hmm. yeah, it should be a great fun time to sort of relive the whole festival thing again. And then we've got a big festival um, in the UK and Europe that we're not allowed to talk about until sort of May. Right. That uh, we've been invited to as well, which will be the the UK premiere. And then it's kind of a plan in place from there to do sort of worldwide distribution of the of the film. Out, out through different festivals. Uh, so I think broadly the plan is in a couple of niche um, markets to do a small cinema release Mm -hmm. Uh, and then on from that uh, Samuel Goldwyn's got some great relationships with the big on-demand players you know Amazon iTunes things like that so they then um, have the the key relationships and the power of their portfolio to go and have those conversations that you just can't have as a no. independent filmmaker no. yeah. turn up and yeah. knock yeah. on um, Amazon's door <laughs> and say, a here's this. a film, you should buy it. Uh, they can they can do that in a much more, um, you know, cleaner, sophisticated fashion. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that, that's... Um that's great. Okay, so so that hopefully then it'll eventually turn up in, on somebody's catalogue that people can go and watch it yes. at any time on demand. Yeah. yeah, so the first deal that they did for us this year was with Rialto TV in New Zealand. So it'll right. be on, so very, very soon, it'll be on Rialto TV via Sky, mm-hmm. which is great. And then I think the first cab off the rank um, will be Amazon um, in terms of video on demand. So yeah, after after that point with Rialto, that'll go from there. So right. Right. <coughs> it's really, uh, I think the video on demand space, as I've learned along the way, is in a total state of flux and there's a lot of things changing all the time mm. with you know Disney launching their mm. own um, you know their own streaming service and things like that so so things are changing all the time and there's lots of opportunities opening up and it's a uh, more than a full-time job for someone to try and stay on top of what's changing and what's happening so oh yeah yeah absolutely it's to a- partner with a great distri- distributor much like when you've probably slaved over making wine mm. you want to go and find a great distributor who knows the market and knows the right places it's yep. it's the same with a film you want to just find that right person to to get it out there and Samuel Goldwyn distributed all the SOM films okay. so they've got a good understanding of that um, market a good understanding of where films like ours works uh, so yeah I think they're quite confident to um, replicate a few of those plans that they did with the uh, the SOM films and series and, and go from there oh very good yeah. very good oh, that's, that's, ex- good. that's very exciting and so that'll be the first so when it comes out on Rialto that's the first opportunity for if you're in New Zealand, to be able to see it outside of a outside of a festival, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think I mean it was running at various cinemas um, up until just recently. So mm-hmm. I think we finished up um, at one down in Central Otago and Waiheke um, just recently. So I think you know there is the opportunity to do private screenings and things like that if mm-hmm. people are interested. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've finished our general release in New Zealand, and then yeah, Rialto TV will be um, yeah be up and going very very soon yeah so, and then and then possibly amazon yes after that yep. yeah so yep. i think that they start the negotiations and, and work through those details yeah now so in new zealand has also had the film on board for oh okay nice since november mm-hmm. so still on board and get a lot of messages and 
tagged on Instagram and things like yeah, that cool. um, constantly by people watching it on board, which is great fun to to see people watching it or watching half of it on the way to Christchurch and then half of it on the way back. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so no, it's, it's been really, really cool just seeing people yeah. enjoying it and loving it. And you get an email. Um, I had an email from a wine distributor just the other day who had flown, I think, to Australia, watched it on the way there and then watched it again on the way back, which mm. was, <laughs> which yeah. is cool. You know, yeah. yeah. seeing people get enjoyment out of it is, yeah. uh, you know, is a great reward. Oh, no, yeah, very much, very much. And uh, it's you know, a challenge to measure that then, isn't it, as, as far as your metrics goes, if it's uh, oh, yeah. in a whole lot of uh, different spots and, you know, it's really hard to um, to know because it's not going yeah. out through one channel. Oh, exactly. But, you know, once it lands at... Um, Somewhere like um, Rialto or Amazon, they can probably give you those stats. But yeah, um, now we have asked for some feedback uh, from Air New Zealand, so hopefully we'll get some indicative numbers yeah, if they okay, have any good. kind of reporting. Yeah, but no, it is um, mm. it's all anecdotal at this stage mm. in terms of. I mean, I think that's why the the cinema business still ticks over quite well because it's so tangible that someone's bought a ticket, they've gone along, you've made some money, mm. and that is what it is. Mm. So I think, mm. um, yeah, speaking of the video on demand business you know netflix has always been such a closed shop where unlike a marketplace like amazon or itunes where someone buys your film and you will get a percentage of that sale Mm, mm. you might get 10 cents of the six dollars that that someone's Mm. paid whereas with netflix it's all subscription based Mm. so netflix might offer you ten thousand dollars or a million dollars for your film and it doesn't matter if one person or a hundred million people watch that film you just get your fixed fee so it is yeah there's Mm. different models opening Mm. up all the time Mm. um to to distribute things but Mm. i think for you know uh, for a filmmaker and a lot of other filmmakers out there you just want to get the story out there and if you've got ways and means to do that then uh, usually you'll just jump at it Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, that's why you've put in all the effort, isn't it? And, yeah. uh, um, you know, slaved away for all those hours is to, is to have a, have something that people can view and enjoy. And that's the satisfaction, isn't it? Is hearing yeah. that feedback and people are getting something out of it. Oh, it's yeah, like the podcast. Enjoying the story. Yeah, exactly. The amount of people I talk to who have heard the yeah. kind of first story we did on here. And, yeah. you know, it's great. I think what you're doing here is exactly the same thing. You're sharing those great stories and people are kind of joining the journey of New Zealand wine at different points along the way. And it's, it's very cool that there's a bit of an archive, whether it's a film or podcasts or great blogs um, that people can kind of learn more about what we're, what we're doing and what's happening down here. Yeah. And that's one of the um, benefits of this digital age is that it's uh, it's a, it's a, online library that you can yeah. go back to and listen to or watch or read at any time yeah um, and uh, some of it is nice in a historical perspective and some of it is still relevant yeah. <laughs> you know because of the story um yeah oh no that's great mm. uh, very cool so yeah. no so yeah exciting sort of 12 months ahead mm. um a bit of travel and, and things like that and then um and then yeah we'll start on um, chapter two maybe Right, okay, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be busy. It sounds like it's going to be quite a, a packed next uh, calendar year for you and um, was was going to be one of my questions is uh, what, what what's brewing there in your mind? For <laughs> yeah, there's a few ideas. Next? Everyone keeps saying, oh, you've got to do, you've got to do, you got to do the second one. It should be about Cabernet, not about uh, about Pinot. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so no, there's lots of um, there's lots of ideas bubbling away, and I yeah. think um, yeah, at the moment for me, I'm just 
enjoying the ride of, mm. of this one at the moment, and mm. there's definitely a couple of ideas yeah. that I'd love to put in front of a few people to see what they think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the process of getting to this point has just been all-consuming whilst trying to have a full-time job yeah, and do your normal day job, pay a mortgage yeah, and all those kind of <laughs> really important things. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, it's been a great learning curve to understand how the system works and how you get things out there and, uh, you know, really naively at day one, whenever it was, five, six years ago, I remember seeing a couple of wine films coming out. It might have been Red Obsession or psalm or something like that and uh they were distributed by samuel goldwyn films and without a word of lie i had sort of had the idea for a seat at the table and i thought oh that'd be a great distributor for it surely they'll leap all over it <laughs> and, uh, and uh yeah i just would have no idea how hard that journey would be of effort, you know yeah. actually getting to that point and yeah. and actually it came through by a complete fluke, really, by talking to a few people up in the States through the New Zealand network, so NZTE and Ministry of Investment and things like that. And um, one person I was talking to, she happened to have sort of a friend of a friend who she met at a barbecue who right, yeah. she thought worked in the film business. And and uh, he happened to be quite a big deal and made some introductions and it went from there. So it was, it was again, it was really about that Kiwi connection from here to the States, meeting a few people, going through all the official channels and pitching it through all the ways that you kind of think is the way to do it, didn't work. And uh, there was probably ways and means that we were potentially on Samuel Goldwyn's desk at some point or another and would just not have been considered because you didn't have the right Mm. Uh, pre-approval so right. to speak yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah we got through to some great connections who sort of vouched for the quality of the film and you sort of get to the top of the pile which mm. um, you know proved to be quite successful mm. which is mm. good well I think you know there's a couple of things in there when you're going through something uh, creative you do have to be really passionate about it and, and persevere because it oh, doesn't yeah. just doesn't just happen as a lot of people might expect yeah uh, it takes um it takes knocking on a few different doors and trying yeah. a few different avenues, and not and and uh, keeping your energy up, yeah, and keeping positive, <laughs> just, and going. Oh, we'll just we'll try this now, even though we just got knocked <laughs> back. And I thought this was going to be a pathway, and that that hasn't quite turned out. But yeah. uh, we'll just we'll just try this again. And it doesn't um, it doesn't always mean too that if you did something later, it would make that. Easier, exactly. Or, you, know, you, might oh, yeah. down, you might have to go through a, a separate path. Obviously, once you've, um, you, you, you know, you've got a bit of credibility and you've built up the relationships, then yeah, it, it, it hopefully might starts to make that process a bit. Oh, bit exactly. But if you were to go off and do something maybe in a different theme or yeah, you know. not that I'm drawing any correlations at all, but there was um, a great interview with Taika Waititi after his. Um, Jojo Rabbit mm. um, awards at the Oscars and stuff like that. And he, someone asked him a question from the audience. It's a hilarious interview where he just sort of takes the piss out of all of the press. Yeah. And uh, someone hops up and asks a question about something. And uh, he just turns around. And he's like, I presented this idea to you eight years ago. <laughs> so, you know, you, you just have no concept that yes. that's how long it yes. takes to yeah. get something, to get someone to believe in it. And you've, yeah. like he did, you know, great film, 
yeah. huge success, all totally well-deserved. Mm. But it takes, you know, eight years of just slight madness yes. and believing in yourself beyond anyone else to yeah, get e- something like that. E- even for someone like him who already yeah, has exactly. you know, pedigree huge and um, credibility, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, visibility in that yeah. in that whole um, realm. Yeah. Um, if he comes up with something, it doesn't doesn't mean that uh, people are just going to yeah, <laughs> just no, no. sign sign straight up for it. Mm. Yeah, and mm. uh, you know, a lot of it along the way, it's just it's the people that you meet along the journey who you know they're so invested in what you've done and so encouraging that you just want to keep going and mm. keep going mm. until you just finally kind of get there, which mm. is you know the the fun part of it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's emotionally and physically taxing along the way, but yeah. you just you just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, very good. Oh, well, um, thanks for coming in, David, and giving us the update. That's very exciting. We'll have to um, release it as breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> new, new series for you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> A new segment. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to um, hearing, how it's, hearing how it's tracking throughout the year and um, also look forward to um, when something else sort of comes and gels in your mind what that, um, what that next what that next little adventure might be. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in touch. Yeah, very good. <laughs> That's All right. Awesome. Cheers. We've been speaking with David Nash, who's the co-producer, writer, and director of the film A Seat at the Table. And if you'd like to find out more about that and stay in touch, you can go to the website nzwinestory.co.nz um, Also check out some of the other Great New Zealand Wine podcasts where we talk with others in the wine industry here in New Zealand and you can follow us also on Instagram. Thanks for listening in and we look forward to your company again very shortly. He kōna mai. Bye for now.